0: So how how are we doing? How, what have you been up to?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, just watched the new Chris Rock special. That was interesting. How about you? Uh,
2: I definitely watched the Chris Rock special. Um, so we definitely we were talking about that in in the extreme detail. Um, I think that yeah. we get
1: granular uh, detail.
2: We we get pretty intense. I think even at some point I I get heated. Um, but so we'll we'll be talking about that. but I also this past couple of days, I've been trying to catch up on movies because i have have mm-hmm. EMC a list, so I've been just I've just been getting my fucking movies in. like I'm going to see. Screen. Did you see Creed? Uh, I haven't seen Creed yet because I'm just okay. to black America. Um, but I'm going to see we should the- do a double
1: feature We should see Creed three and John Wick in the same weekend. Just get in all uh, our toxic masculine energy in one a- week. AMC, <laughs> I'm
2: able to do it. Um, but I saw A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. You know, it's the American version of a oh, man yeah. called uh, Ova? Ova? Uva? I think that's how you say. it. Well, I've
1: never seen that. But it's a, it's a
2: book, a Swedish book or whatever. But there's, there was a movie that was made that was adapted into a movie, but it's a Swedish movie, I think, as well. And then, of course, America's Mm. always like, we gotta adapt, you know, fucking anything from another country. Uh, And then
1: make Tom Hanks be the lead. Yeah.
2: Okay, and so, like, I was like, this movie's gonna be boring. Even though I knew what the book was about, I was like, the movie's gonna be boring, I'm not gonna like it. But I was crying the whole fucking movie. I was so touched. And I was like, Tom Hanks, like, me and my, my friend Will, we were watching it, and I'm just, and i like, I look over and he's crying, I'm crying, and we're just like, that was such a touching movie. <laughs> it's so just a, it's like it's like snuck upon us. Cause it just it was like, you know, he talks about his wife, like the character's like wife passed away, he's having a hard time reconciling with that. But he kind of does near the end. Mm. And I don't know. And he becomes friends with this like mother of three kids. And uh like it's just and he couldn't. He didn't. Couldn't have children. Like it was just. It was just touching. Cause I never. Wasn't there a cat
1: too? I remember a cat from the trailer. was
2: a raggedy ass cat. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, he takes the cat in. But you know, it's it's one of those very cool. classic, like movies, like grumpy old man in neighborhood, and then like manic pixie like neighbors, you know, break through and take him and, in. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was just cute, and I'm just like Tom Hanks is like, he's one of those actors like you can't fuck with Tom Hanks. You can't fuck with him. He could be anything, he could be a movie about a fucking rock and it's like a rock played by Tom Hanks. You're like, that rock fucking was compelling.
1: I mean, the fact that the man was able to do, what is it, Castaway, and act in the entire movie basically by himself against a volleyball. I mean, that pretty much shows you.
2: Range.
1: (laughs) He can carry anything.
2: Okay, they need to do, All I want, I know this is too expensive, Hollywood, but you got to figure it out. I know you got the money somewhere. Figure it, pull it somewhere. But fucking do us one, us people, the viewers, and give us a stacked fucking movie.
0: I want Tom Hanks, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Meryl Streep, Viola Davis, Angela Bassett. Did I say uh,
2: Denzel already?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Denzel already. Morgan Freeman. I know he's. Not, his- I know he's not doing shit right now, but Jack Nicholson. I need a cameo from him.
0: I want. Mm. I want
2: stack. I want like. I want fucking top tier motherfuckers. If you have, uh, multi- if you have like four at least four Oscar nominations, or you can't, or you do own. Or two or three Oscars, I want them all in this fucking movie, and I want it stacked. And just give us that.
1: Just I feel like like you could probably get Silicon Valley to fund this somehow. Like maybe like Apple TV should make this movie.
2: Yeah, come on, just or do a TV show, like that's a feel good TV show. You know, you got it's like a Ted Lasso type feel good Abbott Elementary type shit. But the cameos are just fucking off off the chain because the cameos are just top tier it's always the best wow. actor like come on just give us that because like after seeing A Man Called Otto I was just like oh, I need more of this classic I just you know Marvel movies are great classics like Ant-Man was cool but I do miss going to movies and watching like these movies like A Man Called Otto where I think it's going to boring as fuck and it's actually compelling
1: yeah can I tell you three weird stories from Techland?
2: I'm nervous. Before we I'm go. Like robots, fucking oh, yeah. dogs or something in the street.
1: All right, so Skydweller solar-powered aircraft achieves first autonomous flight. <laughs> nope. A large solar-powered UAV made its first fully autonomous flight. The, the aircraft can stay afloat for months or more than a year, and it's being offered as a concept for military intelligence applications.
0: What the fuck? That's what they already had drones.
1: <laughs> yeah, but now they have solar-powered autonomous drones that fly themselves.
0: Cool.
2: Sounds like Skynet. Like <laughs> they really—they just, just—they really want robots to fucking kill us. Like it's not yeah. They're problem.
1: really betting on it. Uh, speaking of MIT researchers, 3D print a patient-specific robotic heart. So they've developed a method for three D printing a flexible and soft replica of a patient's heart. I guess that's not a robot heart. It's like it's not a heart for robots. It's a robotic heart for people. That's pretty cool.
2: That's cool. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. it's still fucking step one of you know, like the machines being like, "Thank you." Now we know how to make fucking synthetic organs, so they're gonna make entire humans and take over the world. But at least yeah. when it first started <laughs> it was saving much. lives
1: yeah and then uh last one stem cells are reshaping modern medicine this is interesting so basically scientists can transform cancer cells into weapons against cancer stanford medicine researchers have done something similar with cancer altering cancer cells so that they teach the body's immune system to fight cancer no this feels dangerous this feels like making a virus to fight yeah, other viruses.
2: Isn't that how they made COVID? Like fucking around with shit? Now they can get like, all cancer. Like it's like leave shit alone. They be doing too much sometimes. There needs to be one area that does scientific research that's an island that's not connected to anywhere, and then they have to trans that That information is only transferred electronically so that nothing can be spread. It should be like an island on a, a bunker on an island. And all the scientists from all around the world, the top scientists, are all there together because they're on the same page. They're living through life through yeah. science, not through politics. And they're yeah. all trying to research diseases and stuff to make sure they were good. But that's not what happens. Everybody wants to do their own shit because they want to use it as a weapon. And then that shit be spilling into the fucking dog
0: markets. And then next thing you know, we're all fucking locked down for three years. But, yeah. Pretty much. I'm not into it.
2: 3D Hart's cool. Well, that's,
0: yeah. All right, shall we get into it? Yeah. All right, Mike, let's get into it. Are you team Will Smith or Chris Rock? I feel like I want, I have someone that I want to be more
2: on the side of, but as a person who lives his life fluidly, I'm going to say <laughs> that okay. I, I'm team Black people. I'm team I'm team the advancement of, of both Will and and Chris Rock. And Okay. Uh, yes. And the in the miseducation and the education of those two.
1: Good Kay. answer. Yeah, yeah, it was a trick question. And you know I'm definitely not gonna answer that question. Yeah,
0: that's that's the problem. <laughs> well, I,
1: I agree people, with you.
2: White people in their trick questions. That's what's getting Will Smith and Chris Rock in trouble right now.
0: I don't yeah, know. How, I can see that.
1: I, mean by that but <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but I agree with it. Yeah. So we watched. So the special's uh, called Selective Outrage. Selective Outrage.
2: Yes. I had to think about it because I was like, wait, what is it called? Because, yeah, I got the names mixed up. But yeah, so it's called Selective We have Outrage. a list of topics
1: here. And the first one was not that. So it threw us both off. <laughs> yeah.
2: I. Okay. So, like, it's interesting because, like, it's so obvious that chris rock is going to try to find a way to monetize getting his app getting the shit slapped out of him uh and that's i have no problem with that uh because there's obviously on the internet tiktok not tiktok maybe tiktok but twitter you know there's conversation that is going around that's people a lot of people pissed off or saying that he needs to get over it which is very interesting because this the year ago it was a different conversation um, but now people mm. are like, there's there's a talk of people like, why is he even trying to talk about this still? I'm like, okay, he's the one that got slapped. He should be allowed to to talk about this whenever the fuck he wants, whether it's today, yesterday, or five years from now. He he has every right to speak about it. Who the fuck is a regulator on the statute of limitations? And when you get the shit slapped out of you, uh, <laughs> so like like he can talk about it,
0: uh, but. Yeah it was
2: interesting because one the this comedy special on Netflix was live when it was filmed so it's interesting that like there was no moment for him to edit himself or even you know look at this show versus this one and let's cut it together and like maybe i went too far in this moment or maybe i lost myself in this one you know like mm. i i mm. not that i have done stand up a lot but I do know in conversations that I've had with people, like if I go from zero to a hundred, sometimes I just double down and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm already, I already went there. So I'm gonna keep going. And then later on, after the fact, I'm like, Oh, I was doing too much. And so I wonder if that occurred in this stand up special, was there a moment near the end, especially where he was like, I'm gonna go all hmm. the way in. But like, did, he,
1: did go, he mean to? Did he
2: mean to go as far as he went, or did he just own it because he's like, fuck it, I'm a comedian? So, yeah, we'll go. He with says, that. doesn't
1: he say in it, he says he, like, doubles down a lot.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing that I, I mean, this this is very much in relation to what he's talking about, because it's selective outrage, and he talks about wokeness and stuff, but I'm getting tired of, like, because he's part of the older generation, and I know the older generation is having a hard time reconciling with, like, what they don't know. And what they have to learn. Especially Generation X. Uh, which I believe he might be. I think he's Generation X. And so that generation... Yeah, he said
1: his mom was born in 1945,
2: so... Yeah, his mom was like yeah, a boomer. He's... Like my mom and I think your parents.
1: Uh,
2: so, yeah. yeah, I think he's definitely Generation X. Okay, so the with that, he... That generation, I'm saying this because I recently went to... Uh, somewhere and this older guy he he was an uncle of a friend of mine and he was being very candid about like he was like uh his his child I think it was his daughter his daughter uh, is a lesbian and and came out as a lesbian he was like trying to figure out and fathom and think about that and then now she kind of like he like he's finding out and discovering about fluidity and like now she kind of likes guys still too and he's like he was talking about like how he's like these young people nowadays you gotta learn you gotta understand the pronouns you gotta do and the way he's talking about it is he he sounds like bill nye and uh neil degrasse tyson came up with some new like quantum physics theory and he's like I don't fully like understand. It so understandable yeah, for I don't, him. I don't understand the science, but there's a science behind it. You know, it's, it's very big brain, but if you really focus on it and do the research, you can understand, like, yeah, it ain't all of that serious. Uh, <laughs> it's just fluidity. You like who you like. People like who they like. But he, when he came around and, and finished his thought, he, he accepted that, like, it's just he got a lot to learn. He got to be open minded and, and learn a lot and, and be willing to listen. And I was like, yes. And so I think Chris Rock is battling, he's dealing with that. He's dealing with all these things in real time. And I think that Dave Chappelle is too, where they are black men who went from being poor or not poor, who went from being nobodies to extremely wealthy. Not not doing all right. They're not they're not like, you know, comedians who just make a, you know, a little money here and there. They're not are they not a comedian who like has a couple specials you know they're like they're pretty big but not that big like deon cole or someone who's successful but not mm. at the top no dave Chappelle and chris rock
1: the um, household, name household names, household names
2: accessible to white america so they are they are millionaires mm. they're multi-millionaires and so we're we're living them real time with them changing classes and and how they deal with that and you can hear it in the way he talks about money and everything And then we're also dealing with the Mm -hmm. fact that he's a parent of adult, of grown children, getting older, adult children. And I know how my parents, Black parents react. They're like, what? It's all this stuff you are talking about, trauma and therapy and and generational uh, trauma and what and and fluidity and sexuality, what is all this stuff? And and, and, and and it's hard for them to to wrap their heads around that. So he's also dealing with that. But we get to see Mm -hmm. it play out because he's a comedian. He's a celebrity.
1: Right. So, so what do you think about his idea with wor- with words hurt?
0: Uh I think, he, he
1: talks about that in the very beginning and he says basically, whoever said words hurt has never been punched in the face or something.
2: I think he was trying to I think I, he's trying to be funny and trying to say, I mean, obviously that's his goal to be funny, but he's trying to be funny and, and mm-hmm. make a joke that words aren't that words aren't that powerful. Um But that, they are though. And I'm like, dude, you don't, are you kidding me? What is the Constitution? What are all the laws that refuse me of, of being con- of seen as a
0: human being in the United States? Those weren't, mm-hmm. those weren't like little pictures. Those weren't little like drawings. Right.
2: It wasn't even, it wasn't, it, it wasn't even a person that like punched a black person every five minutes and like, you know, and asked what the law was. No, it was fucking words don't get the don't don't when people say words don't hurt you you're fucking full of shit because first of all law everything is controlled by the law of some of some law you need a marriage license you need a driver's license you need everything so everything it has words revolved around it in, in every language you could think of so words do hurt and words can cause way more problems than than someone punching somebody or slapping somebody.
1: but do you think that like Because, like, he and Dave Chappelle are essentially fighting the same fight, which is they're trying to say, like, the words that we're saying shouldn't be policed as hard as they are, right? Or something to that effect.
2: Okay, I agree. The thing is weird. I agree with that. I do. I agree with the overall message, I think, that he is trying to send. I just think that they're having a hard time with delivery because, of like, what I'm saying, they're Generation X and they're trying to figure out fate. They don't know all the language yet, and they're not fully understanding even how to like deliver it, and, the, and so they're doing their best to like, to to be like like well I gotta continue being edgy I don't want to lose my edge, but
0: mm. at the
2: same time, what I'm talking about like I need to be mindful of people but he's, they're like but who do you who am I being mindful of which side am I being mindful of because I'm supposed to have a general audience when like if you're Chris Rock or, or Dave Chappelle you're not trying to isolate fucking anybody. You're trying to make fun. They're of not
1: used now. to that niche audience, like targeting that, like a lot of people do these days.
2: No, not anymore. They're not. They're not Chipman Circuit. They're not. You know, they're not doing like only Showtime at the Apollo. These motherfuckers are, are selling out Madison Square Garden now. They want Trump supporters right. to watch them just as much as they want a, a entire room full of drag queens to watch them. They want both. So
1: right. They want to win everyone over
2: yeah but the thing is is there's one side that is going to be extremely sensitive and just ready to to cry and complain
0: and that is that is the liberal side. that is like you know the 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 queer community and the
2: black community, which is the black community is very conflicted and complicated because on one hand, there's a lot of things that people are so indoctrinated that they agree with like Trump supporters and they don't even realize it. And then there's other, there's the other side that's super sensitive and like, you can't say this. I can't believe we disrespected black America and the diaspora. But
1: don't you think that both sides are really sensitive in that sense? Like conservative people are really sensitive about things you can't say.
2: Oh yeah. But they, they're in denial. So they, to so them, they're like, I'm not sensitive. I just don't like being censored, but. In that effort of not being a censor, they want to make sure that their children can't go to drag, uh, be read, you know, bedtime stories by drag queens because, like, that's going to corrupt our kids. But at the same time, like, don't get rid of that right. Which is, which is
1: also called you know, censorship. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. It's like I, they don't they don't want to be censored from censoring people. That's basically what they, that's, I, I find conservative people are doing. Like, I want to be able to tell to, to hate freely. And you right now are telling me that I can't hate freely because it will offend somebody. And I don't like that. That offends me.
0: Yeah. And so I think Chris Rock is, and he maybe he's not trying this. Maybe this wasn't his goal, but he
2: was speaking to those people. And that's what bothered me the most is that mm. they, when you have certain people co you, I'm like, nah, nigga, you fucked up. This is bigger than the Will Smith
0: slap. Actually, this I saw this coming. I was not surprised, but I hate being surprised. Yeah, I saw this coming. When he like
2: these are two of the most like if there was anyone in Hollywood that is in the pocket of white people, it's Chris Rock and Will Smith for two different reasons. When you when you think of people that like that are like uh head like superstars in white america but they also like are from black america and they're like I'm from this like I'm from the streets but also like uh your you know your your conservative mother watches me every afternoon it's Chris Rock and Will Smith to me. I but one one is the house nigga and one is the field nigga and we don't want to accept that but that it is what it is uh and you know because whether colorism or whatever size matters and stuff like that they there's there's these two types of people that like two types of entryways in that into being accepted by white people and the reason why i say this is because like i grew up around a lot of white people and i i had to battle this a lot and i had to reconcile like what am i doing to make white people comfortable fuck them just live your life be happy but You could be like Chris Rock, where you're like, "I'm gonna make you guys laugh. I'm gonna tell you a funny joke and make you giggle." And you know, from knowing me, how how much is comedy like a part of my like delivery of most things?
1: Yeah, Uh, it's a lot. It's a large part of your delivery, and I think also, would you say that it's also a decent part of your coping (laughs) with living in America?
2: Yeah, coping mechanism. Yeah, and then there's a Will Smith way of entering things where it's like, uh, he's he's funny too. But he also is like tries to be like well, his whole thing
1: was he never swore and all yeah, that. yeah he doesn't he's swear very like
2: he's respectable yeah. but he's a cool guy so like you know I've done that I've 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 done like in high school oh teams against tobacco use and I'm I'm fighting the good fight to stop kids from doing drugs and I don't curse and I don't drink and I you know I was doing all of that because I was trying to be the best black guy at the school. So that they wouldn't fucking like shoot me or throw, kick me out. So it's like, right? But it only took so long until I slapped the shit out of somebody, like, like Will still did. You can't, you can't <laughs> fake the front for that long. It's not, it's not that easy. So, so yeah, I think, uh, I think there's, I think Chris Rock is speaking to a particular audience, and it wasn't me. And so while I agree with certain very small points of what he said, I think the overall message, it fucking, it missed me. It just sounded like an angry boomer who was like upset for being censored.
1: So let's talk about that. So the overall message, he labeled the show selective outrage. Yeah. Do you buy into that idea or no?
0: Yes. Uh, I, I, it's, he, what he's talking about is true. But I don't, I don't know what the Kardashians had to do with it, I don't know. What blaming Jada
2: Pinkett had to do with it, Jada Pinkett Smith calling her a bitch had to do with it. Um, that doesn't seem like selective outrage to me, because if he like the there was there's a particular part where he says that I didn't want to come for her or come for them but they put their business out there. like.
1: And then he references when she talked about how he should leave the Oscars in 2012. She
2: made a comment. Yeah. Uh, but her making a comment that he shouldn't host the Oscars, which is a, is a legitimate thing, like if you were a black person and you were hosting the Super Bowl, or remember there was a couple of black people that, that bowed out of doing the Super Bowl at the time of Colin Kaepernick in, in, in a solidarity with him. Mm-hmm and yeah this is before jay-z took over like being in charge of it and
1: don't that, some people still think that you shouldn't support the nfl yeah, yeah like
2: yeah so yeah. jayna pickett wasn't going on no, coming out of nowhere but he made it she's just mad because her husband didn't get nominated and it's like chris you know it's a bigger issue than that you've made jokes about it Mm-hmm. so don't 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 simplify and diminish it, and just say jenny pickett was some was a bitter uh wife who just was bad, her husband didn't get nominated, and so that she didn't want him to host no, it was a bigger there was a bigger story behind it, and it's like come on dude don't don't do that like that, that that's the same thing like if you would have went up there and said uh and like Rosa Parks didn't even like. She wasn't even like doing shit. She didn't even sit on no bus. Like, she just was, she just made that shit up, you know, stuff like that. And he's like making jokes about it. And the was like, <laughs> and the like, Chris, are you, what do you think you're doing? Is, is this is, do you think this is beneficial? Is this worth it? Because this is why Will Smith stopped you. This is why Will Smith stopped you because he knew he heard more in you than just, uh, just this is a GI Jane joke. He justified Will Smith slapping him by saying all that. Maybe that was his intention, but he maybe he was trying to say like maybe he like is showing that like he is a little shit. Maybe that's like it. Maybe because this Mm -hmm. is when this is when you take the the, my theories about Donald Trump, my theories about Kanye West. We're like they are such geniuses that they like know they're out of control. They're like I want people to recognize how out of control I am so that they can fight
1: me stop me, <laughs> stop me. Yeah. yeah somebody so, stop me so maybe that he's yeah. doing
2: that but i don't believe so but i just was really frustrated that he he said he's saying that her making that comment was warned warrants him enough to like pick on her and the audience no if he would have went up there on the stage and said hey jenna i was gonna do this uh come out here and speak uh but I guess I should leave because you told me not to say something on stage. You know, I don't know. It's not. This isn't fully thought through. But if he, yeah, but like he, if
1: he kind of you know, joked about yeah. specifically
2: referenced that. But no, instead he came yeah. out and talked about her appearance. It has nothing to do with uh, not hosting the the Oscars. So it's
0: like, come on, dude. Right. You you and then and then also, what does that look like for? What does that look like if you're a man? Or a human being person, actually,
2: just trying to justify why you why you made fun of another human being. Like it doesn't fit, it doesn't, that's not a good look. You're look you're looking like a bigot because it's like you're like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not like just racist for no reason. Let me tell you what happened. Five years ago, someone tweeted at me and told me that, you know, yada yada yada, and then I called them a dumbass nigger after the fact.
1: I didn't just say it out of nowhere.
2: It's so, like, dude, I don't. This is not the. This is not the flex you think it is. You know, it is not the win you think it is. It's not the mic. Uh, yeah. it is. So he's basically saying, I'm gonna call her ballhead, make fun of her ballhead, and all that stuff like that, just because she made this tweet comment. And then he starts talking about her infidelity. He starts talking about Will Smith and being a bitch because of of her infidelity. And I'm like, you're divorced, dude, and you're not divorced because you were a fucking cookie cutter perfect husband. So. Calm down like that. You want to talk about selective outrage? You are selectively upset over Will Smith or over Jada Pickett telling you not to host the Oscars, but you don't get upset over fucking real serious issues when your fucking buddies and shit are sitting in a room saying the N word right next to you. Nigger, oh, you, yeah. you are the you are the main proponent of selective outrage.
1: These two, these two, we say that. nigger on stage. <laughs> on stage, <laughs> you guys don't. That's <laughs> a, yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, interesting two teams here. That's the difference, that's the difference that's
0: between like yeah. That's,
1: that's right. That's, that's, right. That that's right. right. We, we can say nigger on stage, you guys. Ways, but that's definitely a pairing. Right. Who, who says say, nigger on stage? We don't. Well, you just we did. That's right. Yeah. You and me say nigger in private. No, these two. guys
2: and maybe he's trying to call that out. Maybe he's owning that, but I don't think so. He didn't, I don't think he owned it he
1: he did, He never made himself the butt of the joke in that in that category. Yeah. He was talking about other people practicing selective outrage. yeah.
0: I don't
2: know. isn't the whole world like run off of selective outrage?
1: Yes. I mean, it's if you look idea. at the if you look at what we collectively communicate about through the lens of the media, the media and news outlets practice selective outrage because they'll pick a story that they're then going to run with. Like this guy who's six feet tall, dark skin. He kills somebody, so that's the news story that, where they're going to put his mugshot on the screen that night, yeah. and they're going to, you know, put his name out there. Yeah. And you know they do this all the time with the stories that they run with and the stories that they don't. So yeah, and then of course that's true on what goes, what goes viral on social media when you play it out to the internet. Yeah, I think the whole world is run by selective outrage because you can't actually think about everything at one time or, and nobody knows everything at once. So like where your attention goes is where your outrage go- flows, I guess.
0: I, I, think,
2: I think it's because I feel like we just constantly keep simplifying people because it, it's weird how it's especially weird how people who are who talk about sexuality in the queer community, um how as a black man, he should he should have some kind of understanding that it's not fair to generalize and assume that if someone goes, hey, this is my pronouns, can you please call me by my pronouns? Or hey, I'm uh non-binary can you please acknowledge that and acknowledge my existence you can't automatically as a black person you should you should know better than being like oh see this is the thing everything makes you guys so sensitive you're just sensitive about everything you just can't handle anything but oh, do you did you know that this thing over here is actually more worse or did you know this thing actually here is the worst as a black person i get tired of when white people are like yo be <laughs> <Me> saying like <laughs> if i if i was to say like I'm dealing with this certain racist thing or this type of prejudice thing. And you go, the world is much worse than this. Like you just want to bicker and cry about your little black problems, but you, the world doesn't revolve around you. If someone said to is, me, that like, where,
1: is that where like the, the, the whole like rebellion against wokeism comes from? Because I was thinking about this today, like, cause he mentions it in his special, like, oh, woke, everyone uses wokeism now as this term. Um, but isn't that just being educated about a topic? Being quote unquote woke,
0: yeah. It's, it's
1: just you know more than like the, the simple catchphrase about it.
2: I I don't I it's, I'm just I'm flabbergasted. I'm gonna use a fucking word that you know nobody uses SAT word. I'm flabbergasted by the idea of that people are claiming that they're dumb. People are claiming dumb, being a dumbass, and, like and they're
1: like, they're as dumb.
2: Yeah, because they're like, "What are you just saying it because you're just woke?" And I'm like, "Okay, that means they just they learned they, they did some research and their evidence." And people always use that as arguments too, like, "Oh, did you do your research?" Because they know that that's a that's a flex now, but people use it as a lie now. People actually don't do research; they just say that. But I, I've seen I've seen some people like I've said something on like Twitter, like. Uh, somebody was talking shit on Little Uzi Vert. I'm not a Little Uzi Vert fan. I I know two Little Uzi Vert songs. I don't really, I don't, you know, I'm not a diehard, and I'm rocking with him like that. But I also don't have any ill will towards him, or have any reason to disrespect his human, his humanity, or his career. And because of that, um, he's recently had some crazy outfits on on the red carpet where he kind of looks like anime characters. And so I like that. But someone, people were commenting and making fun of how he looked and like you know it's like other guys who it's just a bunch of dead you know just random people on faceless people on twitter and stuff and i comment yeah. do you yes. does he look like someone who cares that a that a broke no-name person is talking shit about him does he look like he cares and what i mean by that is like he's wearing like he he specifically picked that picked that outfit out it wasn't an accident yeah. so he doesn't give a shit he's he's above you yeah. and but some people's responses go Oh, so like, so you, so oh, your whole argument is just, just because like we're broke and stuff, like we can't save stuff. Like and I'm like, why are you claiming being a broke dumbass? Like I didn't say you specifically. Like people, if you, if you, <laughs> if you get on the internet nowadays and go, all these dumbass idiots, uh, feel this way. People will respond, oh, that's not fair. I only feel that way. And I'm like, what? Why are you it's claiming it? I'm yeah. just talking. I'm like, I. It's just wild. So I feel like that's what's happening. But Okay,
1: is that, okay. yeah, is that what no, he's, because yeah. he kind of talks about like that with the victimhood thing, but obviously victimhood gets, gets attacked on the right
2: well, let's for talk people about, who are
1: complaining about actual issues.
2: Let's talk about that yeah. a bit because he made a, he, I, he was getting me for, he caught me for a little bit when he said that white men <laughs> are like mm-hmm. victims now.
1: And I after, thought that was funny as hell. Yes. I thought that was really
2: See, funny. that that was a that was an element of old, old Chris Rock. And when I say that it's because yeah. he he was coming for he was coming for a very powerful group. And that's when people like that's when people liked this comedy when he was punching up. But yeah. uh he he went he doubled down and he started punching down again all over again after that. So because he made that comment. But and it's like, yes, I do get that. It is, it is frustrating to see privileged people complain about their issues. Especially, like, uh, recently, I think a lot of people always are always very critical of uh, Prince Harry. Mm. And it fucking, it makes me mad, actually. Because I appreciate what Prince Harry is saying. Because I don't think he ever said, like, I had the worst life ever. He didn't say that. He didn't say no. I was poor. He didn't say I was, I was like, beaten and abused. If he says like he didn't feel loved, like the dude was literally born as a, as a contingency plan if his brother dies and his brother needs organs. So, like, come on now, y'all. That is a traumatizing fucking existence. Let the nigga let the nigga van.
0: Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Come, on, come on now. Um, and then his mom also was, was killed in the most public death in the world, one of the, one of the most publicly publicized deaths in the world. It continues to this yeah. day. And his entire family basically like helped cover it up and moved on. That's traumatizing. Let the nigga speak. So like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought it was funny when Chris Rock says that, like, oh, why, even white straight white men now are like trauma or, or you know, victims. But it's like, no, I think it's men are learning to, we're learning new language, how to speak on our trauma, speak about our feelings, speak about our emotions in ways we have in the past. So that's going to include a lot of people. That's going to include black man, white man, straight man, gay men, queer men, bi man, you know, all different types of men. And some of them are going to look on the surface like they have a perfect life. Like, you physically don't have mm. anything wrong with you. It's like, I know physically he doesn't, but mentally he probably does. And we never used to talk about that. Yeah. And I think we
1: should. But why is that so scary to some people, especially older people? Why is it so scary that we have the language and the tools to talk about that now?
0: Uh,
2: That's what I don't get. I think it's associated with weakness. You know, we always associate it with mm. like, and so one is associated with weakness, but then also two, I think people in power don't want that because if I can relate to Prince Harry, one of the most powerful people, you know, one of the, one of, one of the most powerful families in the world. That's bad, because now we start to now we're starting to to break. It's like it's I think it's honestly the cure to racism. It's the cure to homophobia. It's the cure to sexism. Because if you go, oh, I can't administrate like a woman or or carry children, but uh, I was diagnosed with this disease and I'm actually missing this organ. And like, it always feels weird that my body is different than everyone else's. And I have certain things I have to go to the hospital for and I always feel uncomfortable. And then that man tells talks about his you know, medical condition and a the woman talks about her administration and everything. And they're like, it's not the same thing, but I can relate to you about our med- medical health and how you can feel stigmatized and stuff. And they're like, I can relate to you. We don't have to be the same. And then now they're like, now when the woman makes, now that same guy, when a woman makes a complaint about something that's like, you know, about her period or something. It's valid. Not, not funny, yeah. like, because I, I deal with similar things. Same thing with a Black guy or white person. If we can start to relate on our, on our trauma and relate on our, on our mental state and not what we look like, then, then we're, you know... Then, then, then the differences
1: start to fade away. Fade yeah. away.
2: That's scary. That's scary to people who control everybody by separating us. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's that. And then I, also, like I said, the older generations just don't know the language. They're just scared yeah. of, of change because I, I get annoyed by change, but I feel like I didn't have a choice because the people who were, who were in charge of changing, white right? people like you, <laughs> it's like it was like either you fucking figure it out how to keep up with this change or you will be, or you will be left out. And we have no problem leaving you out because we've done it before. With, why are we shaming people who are victims? Or who feel like a victim. Well, I think
1: his point was, like, there are many people who who claim victimhood that don't, that aren't really victims. And so we won't recognize people who really need help because there's so many. It's like not recognizing the house that's really on fire when everyone else is shouting their house on fire, I guess. Is
2: that why? Is that why we're not recognizing shit? Okay, come on. Come the fuck on now. We have watched on national TV someone get choked the fuck out by a kneecap and die, and we have moved the fuck on as an American society. And you want to tell me, oh, it's because two other black people later on after that got pulled over for for fender benders and they actually were uh, in the wrong, and so that's why because they're not real victims, so we we can't talk about George Floyd anymore. We have to move on. No, you want to tell me, oh, because. Uh, one woman lied we can't believe the 50 plus women <laughs> that came out for R. Kelly like come on like that's 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 a I, I'm sorry I can't I like uh, Chris Rock is a legend but I, I can't subscribe to that I can't subscribe to victim shaming because even if someone I don't believe that they're they're victim they're the reason behind their victimhood even if I don't believe it's as strong or as compelling of a case as someone else you can't discredit them because then, then, then we can discredit everybody. There's nothing I can complain about. That's, 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 what, literally, that's what literally the bigot white man or, a, or a, a parent who's stuck in the trauma, generational trauma, that's what they say to their kids. Like, oh, you don't have real problems. But th- then you, you keep saying that enough till the person that goes and hangs himself in the fucking bathroom and you're fucking like, what? Why did they kill themselves? Because you kept telling them that their problems didn't matter. So they figured that, well, there ain't nothing else to do. Like, that's why I'm never going to, I'm never going to, I'm never going to shame victims. I'm never going to shame them because, uh, there will always be someone in another country right now who's fucking dodging bombs and doesn't have a family. So yes, when I wake up in the morning and I'm tired, I don't want to go to work and I'm, and I'm stressed out about some, you know, racist thing or stressed out about some family thing. It's never going to equate. To that other person's life overseas that's dodging bombs but that doesn't mean that what I'm going through isn't, any, isn't painful for me right. and then same, same for them so like no I can't do it and we we'll, can we'll be, we'll be done on victimhood but I just, I'm
0: just don't shame victims in this house yeah I respect it
1: do you think we have an addiction to attention that's another thing he brought up uh, and like the four ways that people get attention these
0: Okay, so now this is the thing. This is the thing that
2: Chris Rock ain't ready to talk about. Maybe he is. So when he's talked about white men in the hospitals or white men being victims and that's silly, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, Chris. When you, the issue has never, the
0: issue has never been just whiteness. It has always been money and power. Because every country doesn't have
2: white people, but every country does have a, a hierarchy and a class system, a caste system, and, and people in power and people who are not people with and people without. Every country has that, so it yeah. was it was it's never it's never about the whiteness. The whiteness is just used as a tool to maintain the money and the power, so you don't lose it. Yeah. But the whiteness and, was and never, they
1: use racism to keep. People from realizing the money, the power structure.
2: Yes, that's it. It's just to maintain the power. But the whiteness is never, never the main, the main ingredient. The whiteness was never the main result. It was never the main goal. So this is the thing, Chris, when you're making multi millions of dollars off of a Netflix special, the audacity of you to call someone out for being addicted to attention. Nigga, you want us all to watch the number one Netflix <laughs> special. You literally got slapped because you were hosting. Or you weren't even host. You came out for a quick segment to host on the Oscars. Like yeah, I forget, everyone, he wasn't everyone, even hosting. Everyone's addicted to attention, nigga. You was on stage. What are you talking about? We all want attention. Everybody wants attention from their mommies from the moment you're born. You want some milk from the titty. You want attention from your daddy if he's still around because you like daddy loved me. And if they don't, you fucking traumatized and you can't deal with it for the rest of your life. You want your teacher to fucking notice you and give you good grades and, and like you. You want good friends and you want uh, to be you know, well-liked in school. You want to do well at your job. You want to fall in love. You want to be noticed the, on the dance floor. You want to be noticed in the club, in the restaurant. Yes! We're addicted to attention. You wouldn't say nothing special. That's like him going and saying, I just found out that humans
0: need oxygen. It's like,
2: nigga, we know that! <laughs> like, we're all addicted to attention. So... I, I don't, Yeah. I it's just once again, it was like these some, these some of these hot takes were not as hot as he thought they were. They were lukewarm. Yeah, it's just it's just not sizzling. His hot takes are not sizzling like he thought he thought it was. The steam was very light. The shit was kind of cold. Put it back in the microwave because it ain't <laughs> it ain't as hot as you think it is. It's just I yeah people are addicted to attention. There, I don't think there's anything wrong with with wanting attention. I think it's I think the problem is who, who you're willing to step on and what you're willing to sacrifice to get that. Mm. That's, that's the problem. And, and That's uh, good, yeah. Making a special where you bash Jada Pinkett and call her a bitch and all of that stuff, instead of just sitting down and having a conversation with Will Smith. Because um, he, he said that it, he was processing it and it wasn't... He made it seem like almost like he was above it and like he was gonna move past it, but that wasn't the case. If you, if he, like, if you, if you were gonna do the special, then he could have said some shit right there in that moment that would have put, that would have, have dug Will Smith into a hole that he probably couldn't, you know, dug himself out of. And instead, he didn't say anything. So he let media, he made the the media run with it. He let white people run with it the narrative because he didn't speak up and then he waited till now to say something and it's like yes it's, I
0: know it's trying to make money but then you did all of that for attention so yeah like, and
1: I also think like these days like people need attention to make money at least in America yeah
2: well, like capitalism.
1: most careers
2: it's capitalism like, how are you yeah. gonna sell something if no one ain't fucking knows what you're selling or you don't know what buys it you have to get there. Yeah. Time. So come on now. Like, that's why I just said it's not, it's not cool. Cool. But social media yeah. is the number one fucking like way of communicating right now and receiving our information, sharing everything, how we do everything. So, yeah, we know we're addicted to attention, dude. Like, if he walked into a tech uh, meeting, you know, at a tech company and said, You guys, I just figured out everyone's on social media. They will be like, nigga, if you don't get up out of here. So, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what do you think? What, what, is, what, is, what, what, what do you think on the, the attention argument?
1: Well, I thought his framework was kind of interesting. Like, obviously, it's sexist because he's talking about showing your ass. He's clearly calling out, like, Instagram models and stuff.
0: Well,
2: I've, and seen, then, I've seen some asses that do not belong to women on instagram
1: no, no no i no Depends
2: on yes, what you're
1: looking that's at. true that's true he at. that's true he you know asses everyone's got a butt okay but yeah yes
2: yes he did have a focus
1: on women okay I, and and i feel like that's part of his comedy it's very sexist because yeah. i think he's from like you said a different generation and on and a lot of comedy is sexist um it was kind of interesting he's talking about infamy And how infamy is like the second easiest way because what he's doing is kind of infamy he's slandering a bunch of people and talking crap you know
2: comedy kind of lives there though it lives
1: in that middle ground between infamy and at least his thing i guess
2: he did i will say he's part of that group that revolutionized it him you know well Mm. before him was like richard pryor and all these guys but uh right. Richard Prior, like you know, there's black comedians, any reference like that. They always kind of said things like, oh because oh, oh. you know, before I feel like it was comedy I was like, Oh yeah, that's funny, I relate to that, I relate to that, I relate to that. And then it became like, you know, from the seventies, eighties, the comedy started being like shock shocking. Uh and mm. so like, yes, I think comedians live off of that infamy.
0: So but we need to acknowledge that it's dangerous right and
1: because the other angle of infamy is you know people who try to get famous by murdering other people or you know school shooters and stuff like that
2: yeah see that's why there's levels to it there might be people who want to just be like edgy on twitter but then there's also the person who was who read something that was edgy on twitter and they were inspired to go out and harm somebody See, this actually
1: brings up a point that I was thinking of after I watched this. And, you know, you talk about Richard Pryor and like, you know, you could put uh, George Carlin in this category too, where like guys of that generation, they had, they were, they kind of put themselves on the map by, in a way, telling truth in their comedy. And a lot of comedy is like ugly truths in a way. But I think people have taken the idea of comedians as truth tellers, just because they have a little bit of truth in what they say. But the problem is when people listening to it take those jokes that have a little bit of truth in them as truth. So like, you might hear a joke and you might think, oh, that's funny. Or you might hear a joke and you'd be like, oh, that's so true. And now that's what you actually think about other people. And that's where I think it gets into the problematic territory. Because some people can't separate the line between that little kernel of truth and, like, taking a joke and being like, this is my thought now.
2: That's so sad. I, like, my whole existence of life, like, I'm, because I, I, I'm, like, maybe, maybe in some universe or, you know, in some world, like, my world of certain family members and stuff, maybe I am, like, the worst person they've ever seen.
1: <laughs> what do you mean by that well
2: because i'm saying what i'm what i'm getting at is that i i've seen i've watched eddie murphy's raw i've seen richard Pryor, i've seen paul mooney i've seen martin lawrence all of these guys bernie Mac. i was watching these comedians when i was like seven years old they was talking about fucking they was talking about drugs they was calling people you know, faggot and stuff and saying words that like I'm not really cool with them today. Um and I never once my whole life growing up said, oh, because Bernie Mac, because Eddie Murphy, because Richard Pryor, because Martin Lawrence, because Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle sets A, B, or C. This is my belief now. I always knew that they were comedians. Like and I never I never took what they said as 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 gospel. Now as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, I ain't take nobody's shit as gospel. That's the whole reason why I was a fucking militant, you know, bakers kid.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> but I definitely like You were born a skeptic. Yeah, I was
2: born a skeptic and I was born always challenging the status quo. But yeah, but what I'm saying is that I, I think the thing that is that seems furthest to the status quo to me is comedians. Like if I if I'm if I'm not gonna take what Dave Chappelle, or if I'm not gonna take what Jim Carrey says in his in Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura as gospel or as as written as law then why the fuck would I do that for David Chappelle or Chris Rock stand-up and so I think it's I just it's just Hmm. it's it's unbelievable to me that people could possibly watch a comedy segment or a comedy stand-up routine and be like yeah because he said that like see this is, this is what I was saying about trans people. This is what I was saying about gay. This is what I was saying about women. And, and they validated it. This community. No, because it
1: starts by people telling the jokes. You know, like I was thinking about it when he said like, this is a joke you can't say at work. I was thinking, I was like, dang, there's so many people that take these jokes and repeat them. And they probably repeat them like, yeah. just, like just as vulgar. Way, you know? They, sh- they know shouldn't what I mean? say it at work. They
2: shouldn't. I'm so, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that fucking that we're woke now because y'all you guys like you guys have never fucking walked into a restaurant after on after being on your break and having all the white employees wear paper bags over their heads with the eyes cut out and pretend to be the KKK.
1: Damn. That happened
0: to you?
2: Yeah. And I'm supposed to be like <laughs> yeah. And I laugh when I work the Polly. Not oh a, my this god! Is not, this is not. No, this is not now. This is
1: this. You is, probably told like, me about this way back, I but have, I did not remember that.
2: have. But when they did it, it's cool. like I'm friends with some of the people. One of the people was even my manager, my boss. So it's like I have to just be like. <laughs> but what the fuck? So like, if if woke is like you can no longer dress up like the KKK to your one and black employee, and like, then then fucking let's be woke. So like, I'm sorry, Chris Rock. Yeah, you can't tell his jokes at fucking work. Go to work. That's what you should be doing at work. If you if it's too, if the world is too scary that drag queens can't read Dr. Seuss to little kids because you're afraid of what it might do, then maybe you can't fucking tell a racist joke at
0: work. Pick you wanna talk about selective outrage? Selective outrage. Like I I I I, I keep going back to
2: to this to to this rhetoric about the drag uh about um people in drag culture because I'm like that energy I don't see that energy for guns. Guns are actually are actually killing the shit out of kids right now in schools. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I'm like, we don't want to get too political into that that's people's, you know, personal right. If you're if you don't like guns, don't buy guns. Don't be around them. And it's like, okay, well then don't if you don't like uh drag shows like drags reading to book drag queens reading to books, and so don't take your kids around Like, no. No because if we don't, if we don't completely stop it, it'll spread. I'm like, no, what'll spread is fucking bullets into the fucking heads of children, if you don't do something about that, but selective, you want to talk about selective outrage, if he, if Chris Rock really wanted to fucking hit some buttons and some nails in the head, he should have segued from that, from a selective outrage of, of, of social culture to politics, and how one group gets mad over gays but doesn't get mad over you know uh guns another group gets mad over yeah. certain you know healthcare products or something but doesn't get mad over like countries being decimated or covered in litter and in, in trash and stuff and pollution like that's that's i would have i'd have been like wow you really hate them, chris rock but he didn't do that
1: so, yeah. yeah i think It's one of those things where it has like the illusion of feeling like hard hitting at first because he like he uses like a lot of like harsh language and like he's he uses some clever points, but when you look at it, it's just very shallow a lot of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh. Okay. Do you want to talk about the red table talk of it all? Like, do you want to get into the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith
2: thing, or do we want to skip that? that uh I like yeah go back and listen
1: to the first slap math episode if you yes. want to hear that
2: i honestly i i'm just frustrated because it's so annoying that this has to be a, a conversation of like of identity and responsibility politics and and respectability politics and like who's a better black guy who's more sophisticated who's the one that's that's they, who did the right thing in front of white people i hate that we have to have these conversations just from one little fucking slap you motherfuckers be out there you i mean you mean in white people y- y'all be out there doing just mass shootings just shooting up fucking nail salons schools universities entire countries are getting decimated in ukraine right now because a white dude is upset over some bullshit and, Everyone's like it's an isolated incident. Uh, but then Will Smith slaps Chris Rock, and everyone's like, "This is a this is a conversation of how black men operate in the world." Get the fuck no, I don't. It has nothing to fucking do with me. All I saw was one rich white or one rich, rich, chucking and driving motherfucker slapped a shot on another one. Now I'm sorry that I'm calling them that. I res- I respect their craft and what they have done, but. If they were, if I wouldn't give him the Shucker and Giant Moniker, if Will Smith would have slapped Chris and he instantly would have been like, what the fuck, nigga? And, and then Will's like, you heard me. I said, i not say my wife's name. He's like, I didn't even say nothing. I just said one fucking joke. You need to chill the fuck out. And then Will's like, we will we'll fucking talk about this right now. And he's like, no, we can talk about this after. If that conversation would have happened on TV, I'd have be been like, okay, cool. These niggas is real. But no, what happened is Will slapped him. And then Will tried to sit down and be like um did any white people see that uh keep <laughs> my name my wife's name he tried to like show he he turned into all of a sudden like a Karen where he's like trying to show why he was outraged because he's like mm. I knew I was kind of in the wrong but like it's my rights are being taken away my rights are being taken away I'm like, you look like a crazy lady on a plane Will Smith um and then Chris Rock was like oh clutch my pearls I am I'm the other crazy white lady who's like, "Oh, like my my, I've been slapped." Oh. and it's like, "No, okay. on, y'all. y'all about that life. Be about that fucking life. Have the conversation." You so, can. so
1: this gets into what he talks about at the end, which is yes. you don't fight in front of white people. I'm fucking. What are your God. thoughts on that?
2: Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, look, now nah, I, I don't, I don't mean that like in a, in the mean way. I just mean y'all are not that special. You have never been that special. And I, and I think I honestly, okay, this is the funny thing. So I, I know, I know for certain there are people in my family that truly believe when I'm in the presence of you or in the presence of people at Chapman or in the presence of whoever white person, they're like, oh, Mike puts on a certain front because he doesn't want to. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. Y'all go, just be uncomfortable. Just piss yourself. Just shit yourself. Just cry in a corner. Just be like, I don't know. Michael said the N-word and it, it makes me uncomfortable and I'm sweating. I don't give a shit. Be uncomfortable. Because if
0: I'm, if someone slapped me on national TV, it's gonna, it'd be a whole other show. It'd be a whole, <laughs> it'd be Bad Girls Club. It'd be the Zeus Network. Here's the it'd thing, be...
1: Mike. Here's the thing. I
0: don't when care,
1: I man. hear like, you don't fight in front of white people, that makes me think like, should I not be watching this? Should I not be engaging in this conversation? Like, what, what's your take on that? Because okay. that is not my first instinct. My first instinct is fair game, you know?
2: What do you, what do you, what do you take from that when someone, when he said that statement? What do you think he meant by that?
1: I think he means, like, there's a certain way that we in our community need to present ourselves. It's respectability politics.
2: For what? For and that's what I want to ask Chris. Why can't you fight when of white people?
1: I think because it gives power to racists. I think that's why he says that.
2: Now, I'm getting down well. No, you think racists are out here, like, you know, look, once again, because I said this earlier when we, start, when we started this conversation, you think racists are actually out there yeah. with, like, logic and be like, you know, I wasn't going to be racist, but Black people slapped each other on national TV. Now I'm racist today
1: no but they will no but they will jump at the first chance to be like no
2: no they won't they will fucking wait till any opportunity and like i said when you're a 19 year old kid you walk back in from your lunch break they're gonna fucking wear fucking kkk masks for no fucking reason did i slap anybody did i did i did i walk in there and go I'm a gangster that I walk in there and tell a joke about someone's wife having kind of alopecia. No, I'd be none of that, and they still made the fucking joke. That's why I don't give a fuck how yeah. uncomfortable or comfortable y'all are, because you're going because racism is going to is is deeply ingrained. It's going to exist. These laws, things are going to move forward, whether I fucking if I if I come in as Steve Urkel or Steve Ur, or 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 Steve Urkel or Stefan or Carol, whatever. It doesn't matter how fucking pristine and perfect I am. Barack Obama had the top job in the fucking world and wore suits every day, never cursed, married his sweetheart from college, had great children, fucking was the most respectable pol- political person you could ever think of. He's the top of the fucking game. And y'all still dogged his ass out and called him a monkey and his wife a gorilla and treated him like shit. So you, you think I give yeah. a damn about respectability politics and like looking the best in front of y'all? Because it doesn't matter. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be who I want to be. I'm going to be who I was chosen to be. Who God, who the higher power decided for me to be. I don't give a fuck. And if that shit might be rough on the edges sometimes and make y'all uncomfortable, well then, damn, you better fucking figure it out. You better go get a fucking Simpsons avatar and hide behind Twitter because I'm not stopping if you're scared of me. Because I don't give a fuck. And, and if people say that, oh, Mike. What you're saying
0: is making me uncomfortable, and it's it hurts my feelings. I'm like, well, what? Are you woke? <laughs> are you? Uh, yeah. Are you a victim? <laughs> Am I victimizing you?
1: Yeah, good point.
0: Is this also? I think outrage? like. So yeah. Yeah,
1: so, you okay. can take all the talking points and play them back. It's it's okay. pretty interesting. No, but I was gonna say, like, also, don't you think he kind of undermines his own point by airing this special about his feud with Will Smith? Like, in a way.
2: Yeah, maybe I just want to say, like, I do always feel like there's 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 layers to when people are delivering their comedy or satire and stuff. I know, I know for certain that he's even they when they when they have a theme about their comedy show, I know that they're even calling themselves out. Mm. But I don't think I think that's going to be fly over a lot of people's heads, and so and that's why I think I think he is aware that he also is a proponent of, of selective outrage. He's also explaining why he didn't immediately go on like, Gail King and be like, "Will slap slapped me" because he's too wealthy and too privileged of a person to be to accept victimhood. That's what he mm-hmm. was. I, I think these all these points do have to do with him. And when he says like words hurt and all that stuff like that, I think he I think he's saying that it's dumb that people claim that words hurt, but like it's clear evidence that it does because he got snapped mm. for it. People get canceled for it. Like it it's it is real. But it's like the thing is, I just I just don't I am just mad that everyone thinks that something different is happening, like or or the not something different is happening. Let me rephrase that. I'm upset that people think that the, the, the negative part of the change is people recognizing trauma and speaking out. Mm. And that's that's not the negative part of the of the change. The negative part of the change is people's resistance to acknowledging that it's always been there. We're just responding to it differently. Is that is that making sense? Like
1: Um like try racism, to say it a different way.
2: Yeah, ra- Okay, so racism. Uh, sexism, homophobia, people being transgender, people wanting to have particular pronouns, uh, women wanting to do more than just have babies and be in the kitchen, uh, men wanting to be able to talk about their feelings and and exude more feminine qualities. All these things have always existed since the beginning of time. But now we are learning new ways to, to talk about those issues that we used to bury. And so, The problem now isn't that people are being different. No, people aren't being different. People are being themselves now because we no longer have to be afraid of being different. So, like the 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 negative part of the change is 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 that the negative part is becoming more prevalent. It's not that people are changing. People aren't. I don't think people are changing. I think people. It's the the
1: it's the flame, the the alternate flame to it, right? Yeah.
2: Like it's like if if my if my if I had a child and my kid uh came out and said dad I I'm transgender I wouldn't be like oh so you decided to be transgender today you 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 came up with this yesterday no I I feel like my thought would be like damn this whole fucking time like you didn't feel like you were we were we were even representing you as the right person. And you were scared and afraid to tell us that, even though I'm the one person that you're supposed to, to have the most trust in in the entire world. And you were so scared that you couldn't even tell the person you trusted the most that, you were, that you're, not who, you're not who we say you are. You're trying to tell us you're someone different. And you knew you knew this for a long time, but you just didn't know how to say it out loud because you were scared or you didn't have the right word. That, as a parent, I'd be like, that would be devastating. That's the reason why I'd be devastated is because my kid was scared and I'd be, and from that point forward, I'd be like, look, don't be scared no more. I got your back. Like, I know it took a lot for you to tell me this, but now we can just, we can just keep telling each other everything. I will tell my kid, I mean, when I do have children, they're probably going to come out to me at some point. And I'm going to be like, look, I don't know if you already knew this, but your dad is bisexual. Like, I, I've done this. I've done that. Your dad is, uh, identifies as non-binary. I have, so like, there's, there's. It's not because it's not someone changed, it's just someone is feeling more freedom to speak up than they have in the past. Like, it w- it's, it'd be crazy if And like, so the
1: negative like, part of that is the fear that that creates in other people, like the reaction, the yeah. chain reaction to that. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. like imagine if- That like, makes sense though. You as a white person, like, man, black people really changed after the 60s. They different now. <laughs> They used to just not they used to just mind their business and not even vote and not be in our business.
0: I think there's some people
1: that think that.
0: Now, like man, black people changed.
2: When we first when we first brought them over here, they were so different. They used to just work in the field and be happy. These niggas do just whatever
1: shit. we said and never yeah. ask for anything yeah. in return. And
2: now now they are just entitled. No, yeah. calm down. Don't be afraid of freedom. Don't be afraid of, of of the progress. I don't know. I'm okay with being, not knowing everything. I'm okay with learning more.
0: I
1: think you have to be. I think that's the only way to be satisfied with life or like accepting of life is to be accepting of learning and change. Um, there's one last thing that we both thought of, I think, when yeah. we watched this. And he talks about how, (laughs) well, so he talks about why Will Smith slapped him. And he basically says, Will Smith only slapped him because he knew that he could beat him. He wouldn't have done that if, you know, someone else was standing up there who he wasn't, who he wasn't confident that he could slap and not get in a fight with. And, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said the same thing before. He said, yeah. If it was me up there telling that joke and not Chris Rock, I don't think Will Smith would have come for me. Um,
2: I think he would have been shocked. For one, that Kremendo Jabbar randomly fucking started talking about Jared Pickett.
1: Well, first of all, yeah, uh, but on, no, man. he was. But he made that point just as far as like, oh yeah, like now, he's a tall dude. You know, I hate that. I hate that. But,
2: that's, that's toxic masculinity speaking. Keep, keep going.
1: But but I guess my point is, he calls him out for picking the fights. Pick Only picking fights that you can win. And that made me think, like, maybe we need to pick more fights that we can't win or that we're not sure we can win. Because, like, it's easy to pick fights when you think you're going to win or when you're in the right. And I think it's a lot harder to pick a fight, a justified fight, when you're not sure what the outcome is going to be.
0: But aren't those the fights that matter? Yes. But I get worried that <laughs> that
2: there is there is a sect of people who probably would who probably know that be denying humanity to people is probably a losing battle, but they still want to fight it. And so now they don't take this and run with it. But yes,
1: yeah, you I, can't. I, okay, that's fair. I have. You, you I can't have, take that to extremes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. But I, I. have always picked fights that I don't think I can win because I'm like, if the dom- if the dominant culture, the the uh, the oppressive culture. It's telling me one thing. I know I'm. Out, I know about numbers outnumbered. If my mom and dad both were like, you know, just do this, do that to get by in life and don't ruffle too many feathers, and I'm like, I'm gonna ruffle feathers. I know that they're they're they were in charge, and I could probably like I might not win this battle. I'm not gonna win this argument. I know I'm not, but it's fine. Uh, I'm gonna I'll just I'll keep going. Like I, I'm gonna I pick I pick a lot of fights that I don't think I can win. Uh, the reason why I'm
0: frustrated with Chris Rock making that narrative, because he could win a fight against Will Smith. Because
2: who says that fights are only only one um, in in physical hand to hand combat, hand to hand combat. Like, yeah. So <laughs> he could easily he could have won in the public court, of public opinion. He could have won in the legal battle. He could have won. He could have won a lot of fights. So I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, And then people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, or like people saying that like Will Smith wouldn't have done that if it was someone else. They don't know that. Someone else, Chris Walk is. this is like the third time he's like doubled down on making fun of Janet Pickett. And he did it in the public setting, right in front of Will's face, Will and Janet's face. If if I know there was other comedians and other people that made fun of him, if Charlamagne the God or someone else was up, up there on the stage, he probably, probably would have got just as mad. Mm. it wasn't it wasn't them so that's that's a dumb argument because then because i feel like then white people or someone could use that to me like oh you're only you're only getting mad like if it if it if it was a white person up there you wouldn't say anything and i'm like that's not that's not true like i i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge anybody or like i, I guess to make this make more sense you like okay um, if it was if it was Grant you are talking to, you would. I bet you wouldn't call him out. I bet you wouldn't say he can't say that. I bet you wouldn't say you disagree with this because he's your friend. You wouldn't do it. You only did it because it's someone else you don't like or something. No, it doesn't have to be about liking or disliking. If if there's a, an issue that I disagree with, you can be my best friend. I'm still going to be like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. And you do the same. You, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think there hasn't been a person in this world that hasn't challenged me more on my like, opinions than you have.
1: <laughs> and so sometimes you know, sometimes not for the best reasons but yeah
2: <laughs> yeah was, whatever you know but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just a, that's just a throwaway argument but i yeah I, I i'm agreeing with you that we should pick we shouldn't be we should be not afraid to pick the fights that we don't think we can win
0: because that means you're i mean you're the underdog That means you're the oppressed and chris rock said stop acting like a victim so let's stop to my victim's in. And I know I might not win this fight, but I'm going I'm to I'm go down slinging.
1: So I guess you are team Will Smith after all.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I mean...
1: <laughs> it was all a trap.
2: Will Smith has better movies. So. Fresh Prince of <laughs> killed. I'm sorry.
0: Everybody hates Chris, didn't even have Chris Rock in it. <laughs> so...